Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hub Arkish. Hub Arkush. Hub Arkish is an idiot. Blah, blah, blah. Made a huge living talking football. He's constantly wrong. Anyone can do postgame. Well, thanks. You know, Hub, I think you hit a great point there. Hub Arkish. Good for you, and you know, I'm sure that's something you're proud of. Hub Arkish. That not get any better than this. Hello. Hub Arkish, 670 to score, senior football expert. Good evening, Chicago, and welcome in to some Chicago Bears and NFL talk right here at 670 to score. I am Hub Arkish, going to be with you for the next two hours. And you know what? We kept the slate open. Nothing but your phone calls, your texts. Uh, really looking forward to hearing what's on your mind. Uh, let's talk about the Bears and the Cardinals Sunday. Let's talk about the present for the Chicago Bears. Let's talk about the future for the Chicago Bears. Let's talk about the NFL, whatever is on your mind. You know, one of the things that we actually got into today, uh, I shouldn't say today, we've taped yesterday at the Pro Football Weekly TV show, is kind of a stunning number in the National Football League right now. Visiting teams going into last night, and actually with the with the Cowboys getting a win on the road, it went up by one are now 92-91 and 91 on the season. That's a game better than 500. That is unheard of. And even more to the point, 17 of the 32 teams in the NFL are over 500 on the road. Another three are 500. So that's 20 of 32 teams, 500 or better on the road this year. It's a strange phenomena. Don't have a lot of good answers for it. Would love to hear your thoughts and what you think might be going on. Uh, and then, obviously, we're going to bring the talk back home and, and talk about the Chicago Bears. It's been a quieter week, no question about that. You can give me a call right now at 312-644-6767. Again, that's 312-644-6767. You can call me at that number. You can text me at that number, and let's get your thoughts and talk about this. But, um, you know, I think it's a good thing that it's been a quieter week for the Chicago Bears. They, they needed to calm things down. Uh, I don't think anything that's happened since the, actually even including the win over the Detroit Lions a week ago Thursday has much impact on what's coming next, what the future is going to be. We're just going to have to wait and see on that. Um, Obviously, guys, it's my job. I'm working my sources as best I can. And everything that I am hearing at this point is that George McCaskey, if he has made up his mind about the future of his head coach, the future of his general manager, the future of the organization, He's not sharing it with anybody, and the fact is, or at least the strong possibility is, that it could still be determined by by what happens 
in these next six games starting Sunday against the Arizona Cardinals. So um, love to hear what you think about it. Again, 312-644-6767 is the phone number. We've got Brandon Fryer working with me again tonight. Always a pleasure when I get to work with Brandon, one of the best producers in the business, and he's going to be the friendly voice on the other end of the phone. When you dial us up, he'll get you on the air, and um, we can visit and, and, and see what Bears Nation is thinking about all this. I know... Uh, you know, my feelings coming out of the game last Thursday in Detroit is that we really didn't learn much of anything. It, it was such a, a crazy week and, and, and with all of the distractions. And, and you know, the, the, the players and the coaches can talk all they want about, um, you know, it really isn't distractions. They, they tune the noise out. They just pay attention to the job at hand. But we all know that's silly. I, I mean, no matter what your job is, <clears throat> when you have the kind of uh, debate, the kind of turmoil going on, uh, surrounding your occupation, surrounding what you're doing for a living, uh, you're hearing it. You, you know, you, you can claim you, you don't. I, I know working at this for decades and decades with players and coaches and, and the number that, that claim that they never, you know, read the papers, listen to talk radio, check social media, that's a joke. They, they all do. They're, they're all aware of it, some more than others, uh, many very active on social media. So everybody knew what was going on last week. And, and for the team, um, to rally around each other. You know, we can't say with certainty that they rallied around Matt Nagy, but we feel like they did. And certainly um, a number of players spoke out and said they did. But regardless of whether it was their head coach that they were rallying around to support or, um, you know, if in fact it was, uh, you know, just each other, uh, you know, whatever it may be, uh, they went out and they played hard. You know, they did what they could. And, and yes, they beat the worst team in the NFL and they needed help from that team beating themselves to make it happen. Um, but nonetheless, they got a win. They snapped the five-game losing streak. They calmed things down. They came home. They had the weekend off. They've been hard at work this week. Now they get ready for the best team in the National Football League, at least record-wise. The 9-2 and two Arizona Cardinals are the only team in the league with nine wins and just two losses, and, and uh, they're coming in Sunday, and apparently they're coming in healthy while the Bears are terribly beat up. So uh, we'll get into that um, as we go on through the evening, but as I promised, this is your show tonight. It's your phone calls, 312-644-6767 is the phone number. You can also text me at that number. I've got the text line up, and I will keep an eye on that as well. Uh, but right now, we're going to get right to the phones, and we're going to go out to Kenosha first, where Mike is on the line. And uh, Mike, I appreciate you dialing us up tonight. What can we do for you? I'm sorry. Uh, I've got Andy in Kenosha. Forgive me, Andy. I had Mike. Uh, Mike's coming up next on the north side. We've got Andy out in Kenosha. Andy, welcome to the program, buddy. All right, hey, thank you. Um, my question was, is I've noticed in Bear games lately that before the two-minute warning in the half or before the end of the game, no matter what happens, usually when guys go out of bounds, they don't stop the clock. Even if they're not touching, they just run out of bounds. Why is that? Um, I don't think that's correct. Uh, you know, I, I, I know what you, you're seeing, and I know there's a number of plays where it looks like they get to the sideline and the official does not stop the clock because he rules their forward motion was stopped before they get to the sideline. Um, but if, in fact, getting out of bounds stops the play, it should stop the clock. So, so I agree with you, Andy. I, I've seen some uh, where I wondered why the clock wasn't stopping. 
In some cases, it's because the guy is going down at the sideline and the official just rules that a, that a knee or, or an elbow touched before they got out of bounds. Um, in other cases, even though uh, they're not down, they are being pushed sideways, uh, possibly being pushed back. And if they rule that your forward motion has stopped, then they will not stop the clock. But if the act of going out of bounds is what ends the play, then the clock will stop. And, and, and so um, uh, I know that there are, are different rules depending on the time of the game. Um, but I believe certainly, I know, you know, within the last five minutes, I think it is um, of each half. Uh, that that's what's supposed to happen. I think in the first 25 minutes of each half, they stop the clock, but then they restart it with the game clock. Um, but uh, certainly, you know, anywhere near the two-minute warning with teams driving to win, getting out of bounds is a key way to stop the clock. And so it's just a judgment call by the officials that I think you're seeing. And, and they do miss some. There's no question about that. I've been surprised at the number they've been missing. So, Andy, thank you for the phone call. Again, our phone number, 312 644 Six seven six seven for your phone calls at the BetQL listener line or in the uh, Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin Tech Zone. And uh, right now we're staying with the BetQL listener line and welcoming Mike into the show. Mike is here on the north side. Mike, how you doing tonight? Uh, doing well, doing well. Hey, um, what I got to talk about is uh, Tevin Jenkins now. Now that he's healthy, uh, and and Arizona, their their weakness, if if any, is is against the run. And and you know, doesn't Nagy just need to get creative? Uh, like they did with Alex Bars, or even if they had to put him at fullback or anywhere on the field just to get, you know, that aggression. We saw, you know, some of the tape of him and, uh, you know, coming out of college, just a tough, tough kid. Uh, doesn't Nagy just need to get creative? Not that I have a lot of faith in Nagy of doing it, but, you know, to me that seems like the only solution to pull this massive upset. Well, Mike, but if you're going to do that with him, what are you going to do with Alex Bars, who's doing a pretty good job in that position? Uh, you know, and I think at this stage of their careers, you know, Alex Bars is a veteran at this point and, and probably even a little more athletic than Tevin Jenkins. So I, I think what you're suggesting is the same thing as giving Jason Peters' job to Tevin Jenkins or giving Larry Borum's job to Tevin Jenkins. Uh, now you're talking about giving Alex Bars' job to Tevin Jenkins. And, and I don't know how much that actually would help Tevin Jenkins because it's not teaching him to play the tackle position, you know, which is where you hope his future is. Now, I know the idea of just getting him in a game and letting him get some aggression going and getting some contact, that all makes sense. I, the, the suggestion I've heard that is uh, similar to yours but a little different is that you, you activate him and you use him on, on all the special teams. You use him as a wedge buster, even though you're, you're not allowed to bust wedges the way you used to with the rule changes, but still, you create contact that way. You can certainly use him as a blocker on kickoff returns. Um, you can get him in on the punt teams if you want, somewhere in the middle of that scrum. That's another way to get him some contact, to get him a feel for the game at this level. Um, but, you know, we're making an assumption here. Matt did tell us today they are going to activate him off the injured reserve list, which, which they didn't have to do. They had until Monday to make a decision. But had they not done that by Monday, then he would have been done for the year. And with six weeks left, I think they're activating him now because at this point, They've had so many injuries. They're into all their depth. They don't necessarily need another roster spot. They're not going to find somebody more worthy of having that 53rd spot than Tevin Jenkins. So get them activated and, and, and consider your options. If, and we certainly hope not, but but if Jason Peters or Larry Borum was to get dinged, he would probably be the next man up at that point. Elijah Wilkinson, I believe, is still on IR and was on the COVID list too. Uh, and I think you'd probably rather have Tevin Jenkins in there at this point than Elijah Wilkinson anyway. Um, so that's one option. And then, depending on what happens in these next two games, 
you know, at this point, every time I say this, people, you know, go crazy like I'm predicting something, which I'm not. I'm just stating a fact. They're one game out of a playoff spot, you know, and, and so mathematically with six to play, you got to keep playing to win. You know, you, you got to you got to do everything you can to accomplish your goals at the start of the season. And their goals are still in front of them if they somehow find a miraculous way to pull it off. And so there's no way you can make the argument, having not seen him in an NFL game, preseason or other, uh, that, that Tevin Jenkins is going to be as good or Jason Peters or even Larry Borum. But if they lose one or both of these next couple games, at that point with just four to play, regardless of what the math says, you know uh, that it's impossible. And then you do consider giving him a start uh, or splitting a game, you know, with either Peters or, or, or Larry Borum. And you know what's interesting about this is that clearly the future, they hope, is with Tevin Jenkins and Larry Borum as their bookend tackles for, for eight, ten years. Both appear to have very high ceilings and, and, and bright futures, you know, in the National Football League. But Jason Peters is playing at a pretty high level right now, a stunningly high level for a guy who's going to be 40 in a few months, you know. And so uh, he was brought in on a one-year deal. But now that you see what he's done without an offseason, if he is of the mind to come back, I think you got to seriously consider bringing him back based on the way he's performed. I, I, I suspect he would, you know, if he wants to come back enough, he has to know it's going to be you know, pretty close to the veteran minimum for a 20-year guy. That's still going to be over a couple million bucks. Uh, you know, maybe you throw some incentives in there for games played, but you can do that without crushing the salary cap, and you still have possibly one of the better left tackles in the league while both Jenkins and Borum are battling it out on the right side, and one becomes a swing tackle and gets a chance to, uh, you know, continue to grow. They both get a chance to continue to grow and compete as well. Now, I guess a lot of that depends on who the GM is, you know, how the coaching staff feels about it. One of the reasons Peters came here was because of his familiarity with Matt Nagy and Juan Castillo. Um, but again, this is all predicated on the idea, does he want to play another season? And once that decision is made, then the Bears have to decide, you know, what's the trade-off? Would it be delaying the development of either Jenkins or Borum too much? Or with the leadership that, that he's brought and the way he has mentored these young guys, is it like adding an extra offensive line coach in the locker room? So it will be a consideration. Um, I think for right now, though, Mike, uh, it's really as simple as we got to see what's happening Sunday. I mean, I, I think I know what's going to happen, but you know that's why they play the game. We, we don't know that yet. And then I, I think each week that goes by, we're going to get a better sense of, of exactly what they want to do with the development process um, uh, of Tevin Jenkins. So, guys, we are uh, close to our very first commercial break of the show. Again, we've got an hour and 45 minutes left, and all I want to do is hear from you. I want to know what your questions are, what your thoughts are. I want to answer them as best I can. I want to talk a little NFL football with you. Um, I think it's time to start wondering about Coach of the Year, MVP, any of these teams for real. Are there two Super Bowl clubs out there? Uh, as well as where the Chicago Bears are going, what the future is of the coaching staff of the front office. And with the next two weeks, now in the next eight days, they are not only going to play the Arizona Cardinals, the best team in the NFL, but then next week they get the hated Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field, possibly the second best team in the NFL. Uh, so whatever is left of this 2021 uh, Chicago Bears team, uh, we're going to find out a lot more in the next eight days. So 312-644-6767. Give me a call. We'll talk about it in just a minute right here at The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I think every game you play, there's things that are, are difficult. You never, it's never just easy out there. And so, um, yeah, I think for us, we know the opponent that we're playing against. I feel like we've had a really good week of, of work, and now it comes down to getting ready on Sunday to, to go show what we can do. That is uh, Chicago Bears starting quarterback Andy Dalton starter for now as Justin Fields will remain out this Sunday with broken ribs. Uh, We were told that Andy would be starting on Sunday. Nick Foles will be the backup quarterback for this game. And Andy visited with us today and was talking about the challenge of facing the, you know, I don't know if they're the best team in the NFL or not, but they've got the best record. There's no other team with just two losses. They're nine and two. They're the number one seed in the NFC right now. That, of course, is the Arizona Cardinals. And so that makes them uh, the best team for the moment. And uh, you heard what Andy had to say. I don't know if it's trying to just put a good face on a tough job, but uh, that is certainly the approach that the veteran quarterback hopes to bring to this ball game. I am Hub Arkish, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. And the top of the hour is brought to you by Duck Duck Go. It is good to be with you all tonight. Going to be here until nine o'clock, and kind of a short show, just a couple hours. So we thought we'd stay focused on the NFL and the Chicago Bears. Taking your phone calls at 312-644-6767 and your texts at the same number. Again, if you want to text me, you can do that at 312-644-6767. The text zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. And before I get back to the phones and Mark and Joe and everybody else waiting in line, I did have a, a texter here who said, Good evening, Hub. Enjoy your perspective on the Bears. My concern at the point at this point, is that if you change the head coach and general manager, then what? The McCaskey family are nice people. I've learned that over 35 years of watching the Bears. 
1985. However, I just don't see them picking out a new regime that can bring home a winner. And, you know, listen, it is a valid concern that you hear voiced by many, many people, but it leaves you kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. Or, you know, let's use all the cliches between a rock and a hard place. What do you do? Um, I, I don't know that they are doomed to failure forever with Matt Nagy as the head coach or with Ryan Pace as the general manager or both. I, I do think that these guys are better than the, the narrative seems to be around them right now. Uh, it's not hard to remember, uh, you know, 19, uh, 19, uh, 2018 and the first half of 2019. You also can't ignore all that's gone wrong since then. And, and, and you know, whether it's all their fault or not, their jobs say that they are responsible for it. So um, I understand the camp that, that wants complete change. I understand the camp that, that says change one or the other. And I understand the camp that says bring them both back. And, and um, you know, I think all we can do is continue to evaluate. And that's what the McCaskey family is going to do. But what I, I would say this, um, it was it was actually uh, the Hallis family, but it, but it was uh, the uh, brother of Virginia McCaskey and the uncle of all these McCaskey grandchildren, Muggs, uh, George Hallis Jr., who really wasn't much more of a football guy than any of the McCaskey grandchildren are. And Ed certainly was not a, a football guy. He was a great guy, great human being, a pleasure to be around. Uh, some of the McCaskey grandchildren are very good business people, but, but they have not shown you know, a great aptitude for picking out great football talent. And Muggs hadn't either, but Muggs had just become very friendly with a guy named Jim Finks, who was the GM of the Vikings at the time and had taken the Vikings to four Super Bowls in seven years, I think it was. Unfortunately, lost all four of them. And, and, and he convinced Jim Finks to, to come as his good friend to Chicago and take over the Heritage franchise in the NFL. And Jim Finks built a dynasty. They only won one Super Bowl, but you still can't argue that, that from 84 through 91, Chicago Bears were a dynasty. Uh, between 84 and 88, they won more regular season games than any team in any NFL history over a five-year period. Uh, they did win the Super Bowl. They did go to the playoffs every year. And so it can be done, you know, but, but I think in this case, if it's going to be done by George McCaskey and Ted Phillips, uh, they're probably going to need a little bit of luck. But, but, but if you believe that there's no chance with Ryan Pace and, 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 and Matt Nagy and or, then, then that's your only choice. And, and, and so we're just going to have to wait and see what happens with that. So let's get back to the phone lines, 312-644-6767, the number if you want to join us. Mark is out in Moline, and Mark's dialed us up. I know you've been waiting a couple minutes, Mark. I appreciate your patience. I hope you're having a good night so far. Yeah, Hub, it's great to talk to you. I'm a huge fan. Thank you. I, I just want to make a few points and get your response. Uh, as far as Nagy and Pace, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Matt Nagy was supposed to be the offensive guru, and he has failed in that capacity. They just can't seem to get the ball into the end zone. And that, that's kind of the bottom line. And with Ryan Pace, I think a lot of fans are frustrated because he just seems incapable of making a draft choice without giving a draft choice up. You know, and we always seem to be short on picks because of that. You know, I think a lot of fans are kind of fed up with that. Um, a couple other things real quick, Hub. Um, I know you're a big proponent of Andy Dalton playing this year, and I get it, and I 100% agree. They would have won probably two, three more games with Dalton as the starter, but Bears fans have been so starved for a quarterback for so long. I mean, you, you got you to gotta look at it from our perspective, and your perspective too, Hub. You're an old 
Bears fan like me, and we, we've we seen so much bad quarterbacking for so many years. We're so excited to finally have somebody who looks like a franchise quarterback. Of course we want to get him out there ASAP. I don't know if Mark, Mark apparently dropped. I, I'm sorry about that, Mark. I hope it wasn't your phone, but I think I get your point. Um, and, and, you know, here's what's lost in this conversation all the time. I, I'll get back to your comments on Matt and Ryan in just a minute, but with the Justin Fields thing, I, I think what people, you're not hearing what I'm saying, which is the reason that I've been a proponent of playing Andy Dalton is because I believe it's the best way to develop Justin Fields. You know, that's the part that everybody's missing. Not because I think Andy Dalton is going to win more games and they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Um, I do think that they would have won a few more games with Andy Dalton. And I don't know what the future of this season would look like right now had they stayed with Andy Dalton. And I think that it's pretty unfair uh, to judge, you know, Matt Nagy totally on the failures of the offense this year when he was forced to play a rookie quarterback who wasn't ready to run it. Um, and then at the same time, you want to judge him on his ability to develop the quarterback. Well, at, at the end of the day, you can't have it both ways. And the reason that I've been so adamant about it is I thought they had a great plan. I've seen it done this way before. A fields package every week, whether it's three plays or ten plays or seven plays, and bring them along a piece at a time each week, put him in nothing but situations to succeed. The beating he is taking right now, the broken ribs he has right now, the mistakes he's making week in and week out, they are not teaching him to be a better quarterback. It's just, it's almost like a fraternity hazing or something, you know? And and when you look at the history of the position, it is overwhelming how many more of the good and really great ones have gotten there by taking that first year very, very slowly. And it's been a newer trend in the last decade or so to throw these kids out there right now, and they're failing at a record rate. And so just to be clear, the reason I've been so adamant about Justin Fields not being the starter right now is because I believe it's hurting him more than helping him, because I believe he had a much better chance of becoming a better quarterback quickly by having the time to watch and learn and be better prepared. And let's not forget, guys, that, that you know, for, for all the heat you want to give Matt Nagy, he was the guy who was in charge of the development of Patrick Mahomes. And what did they do? They kept him on the bench his entire first season. You know, and, and people talk about, well, Alex Smith was playing at a Pro Bowl level. That's fine, but that's not the reason they did it. They did it because they knew, Andy Reid knew, that was the best way to develop Mahomes. He started the final game of the year, Week 17, as they rested Smith for the playoffs. They lost a wild card game they shouldn't have lost. Mahomes comes back the next year, and almost from the jump, he is ready to go. You look at, you know, what was what was uh, uh, Justin Fields' first start in the NFL? It was that disaster in Cleveland, which everybody wants to roast Matt Nagy in the offensive line for, and they both deserve some of the blame. But the main problem was Justin Fields, who wasn't ready, was holding the ball too long, didn't know what he was looking at on the defense. And, and, and so that's the way this has gone, you know, for the better part of the season. We saw the flashes of brilliance in the second half in Pittsburgh. Go back and watch the tape of the first half against Baltimore. He was pretty awful again. And so he's got work to do. I love Justin Fields. I think he's going to be a franchise quarterback. I think you finally have got your guy, Mark. 
My problem has been with the way they chose to develop them. You know, not 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 understanding the fans' position. As far as your comments with Matt and Ryan, I think you're spot on with some of the criticism of them. I think Matt Nagy had a chance to come here and be great. The worst thing that could have happened to him was that first year where everything went right. He's the coach of the year, and he never learned to be a head coach. He was focused on being an offensive genius, uh, a, a, a head offensive coordinator, if you will. Totally entrusted the defense to Vic Fangio, which was smart because you saw what a great job Vic did with it. And Chuck didn't do a bad. Chuck Pagano did a good job too. But at some point, Matt needed to realize he needed to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears. And instead of focusing on all the things that that job entails, he's been too caught up in the offense. And it really took him until halfway through this season to, to finally realize it. And you're actually starting to see signs now that he's benefiting from it. Um, it's not his only you know weakness. And I'm not saying that's an excuse or a reason to keep him. But you're right. That, that's been the problem with Matt. And as far as Ryan, you're right about that. Ryan Pace has done a lot better than most fans give him credit for. For in terms of the team he built. You cannot argue that Matt Nagy is a failure as a head coach unless you believe that Ryan Pace gave him enough talent to win with. Because if Ryan Pace didn't give him enough talent to win with, what was Nagy going to do any better? So you can't have it both ways. And, and so I don't think Ryan Pace is a failure as a GM, but he has never fully grasped the value of his assets. He doesn't respect what his draft picks are worth, his high picks. Now, some of it, he's traded them, and it's been brilliant. He definitely won the Khalil Mack trade. He gave up two first-round picks to do it. So you can do it once in a while. But when you're constantly doing it in the second round and the third round, as he does, you're right. I, I would not have given up a lot of what he gave up to get what he got. So those are, are certainly very valid criticism. But really good call, Mark. I thank you much for that. Joe, we're going to get to you in one second. First, I just want to tell everybody the bottom of the hour is being brought to you by DuckDuckGo. And this segment is brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Festivals, football, the great outdoors. Some people say fall is the best time of the year. It may also be a great time to consider getting vaccinated against COVID-19. Brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. And let's get back to the phone lines now and head out to St. Charles and welcome Joe into the show. Joe, how you doing? Hi, Hub. Hey, just for grins, mm -hmm. let's pretend that somehow you have just become the owner of the Chicago Bears. What would you do? <laughs> well, just for grins, I think the first thing I would do is sell the team for $4 billion in a skybox for life. Uh, uh, not really, but, but it'd be tempting. I'll tell you that for sure. I know where you're going with the question. Um, I've thought a lot about it, not because I ever think it would happen, because like you say, it is good for grins. And, and the first thing I would do is go out and hire a football czar. I, I would hire, and by the way, I'm willing to match my knowledge of the game and the NFL and some of the important players out there in terms of potential GMs and coaches and whatever with the McCaskies. And, and, and I know this is going to sound awfully arrogant, and I apologize for it, but based on their track record, I suspect I might be able to do a little better on my own. But that said, I know that I am not ready to compete or may never be ready to compete at the level of a Bill Belichick uh, or a Mark Murphy up in Green Bay um, uh, or, or, you know, uh, John Harbaugh and Eric DeCosta and Ozzie Newsome out in Baltimore, you know, and, and these franchises that are perpetually winners and in, in, in the playoffs. And so I'd be looking for a, a, a lifer, an NFL guy, who is ready to compete with those people. And, and there's, there's a handful of them out there, 
The one name that always comes to mind for me is Rick Smith, the former uh, personnel director of the Houston Texans, just because I, I've just been so overwhelmingly impressed with what he did acquiring talent for that team over a 10-year stretch. And for my limited exposure to him, knowing that he is also extremely bright, well-spoken, and respected around the league. And so I would go out and hire a president of football operations. Uh, I would make him equal on the org chart to Ted Phillips if Ted was going to stay with the clear understanding that Ted was responsible for the business side and for the development of the new stadium, if it's going to happen out in Arlington Heights, but that my new football president of operations would be completely in charge of everything football. I would then ask him to evaluate Ryan Pace. And, and maybe Ryan's not the GM anymore. Maybe he's the personnel director. Maybe my new guy wants to make a change. If I'm going to hire him, i got to give him the authority to do that. And then once he had made that decision, he and whoever he either... If, if he keeps Ryan, then he and Ryan would evaluate Matt Nagy. If he moved on from Ryan, he and his new GM would evaluate Matt Nagy. And if they decided to move on from Matt, then they'd go out and hire a new head coach. I think that, at this point, is what needs to be put in place for this football team because everything else they have tried since 1985, or let's say since 1991, hasn't worked. And, and, and so uh, I hope that answers your question, Joe. That That is how I would attack it. So... Um, we've got Dave and Plainfield and Danny, Alex, Jim, guys, I'm going to get to everybody. You're, you're all we're doing. I'm taking your calls. I appreciate you dialing us up. I do have to take a quick commercial break here and pay some bills, but we're talking NFL. We're talking Chicago Bears on Chicago's favorite all-sports radio station. Number one in town at 670 The Score. We're back in just a moment. There's nothing that, that you know, goes towards the part of um, the standings or anything where we don't play people because we're or we're going to play somebody because of the record. We're, we're trying to I mean, we just talked about it in there We're this is all about this weekend right now. We're doing everything we can to win the game and whoever the best players are, you know, that's that's the way we're going. There's there's nothing else that is going to uh uh, persuade us in that way because of you now we feel like we're you know we understand why we're at where we're at and now it's our job to make sure that we do whatever we can to win this weekend well, folks if you're wondering how Matt Nagy is approaching his situation right now and what comes next there it is in his own words that's what he told us today uh, about getting ready to play the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. I'm Hub Arkish with you until 9 o'clock this evening when we hand it off to the CBS Sports Radio Network. But we've got an hour and 20 to talk nothing about NFL, Chicago NFL, if you will, the Chicago Bears, or whatever is on your mind. Taking your phone calls at 312-644-6767. Please join me on the SCORE listener line powered by BetQL, Bet Smarter and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit betql.com or you can use 312-644-6767 to get to me with a text in the text zone brought to you by Rosen Hyundai Valgonquin. Save time. Shop online at rosenhyundai.com. Real quick, we'll go to the Rosen Hyundai text zone for a quick one here. Hi, Hub. You said Bears won the Mac trade, three question marks. How, two question marks. You mean all the playoff games they won with Mac, three question marks? No, what I mean is that 2019 first-round pick Josh Jacobs is okay. Looks like he could be pretty good, but hasn't been so far. Sixth-round pick, uh, Blasson Austin, is out of the league. 2020 first-round pick, Damon Arnett, the Raiders have already released. And 2020 third-round pick, Brian Edwards, is sitting on the bench and looks like a bust. 
So, uh, by the way, the Raiders haven't been to the playoffs since. So, you know, hey, if you want to have a, a reasonable conversation debate, let's do it. But if you just want to be stupid, don't waste our time. Uh, yeah, the Bears won the Cleo Mack trade. Now, let's get back to the phone lines and get out to Plainfield and welcome Dave into the show. Dave, how you doing? Real good, Hub. It's a pleasure to talk to you. I'm actually a first-time caller because whenever I listen to you, I've been agreeing since the 80s. <laughs> oh, thank you. But, but okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, I, I, you're, you're the top of my curve. You know, like, you're the best. You're my gospel. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. But uh, the reason I'm calling, actually, for the first time is uh, I'm a big Ryan Pace fan. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to just give another, like, point of view to, to the rest of the fans because, like, you know, Mark said earlier, and I agree with him wholeheartedly, it hurts to lose all these, you know, first-round picks. You know, and they mention his picks. And you got to remember, Roquan Smith is one of those picks. And uh, yeah, he's pretty darn good, I'd say. And, you know, yeah, so the lack of first-round picks, we haven't had those breakout stars to concentrate on, you know, over the years. But, again, like you just mentioned, you know, with the texter, you know, we won the Khalil Mack trade. We got a professional end that terrifies quarterbacks and offensive coordinators got a game plan. We won that trade. There's no question. And then, you know, secondly, when you look at even, like, the biggest thing that Ryan Pace is maligned for, the Mitch Trubisky pick. Okay, how many times have we seen big, you know, Long-time GMs make mistakes on first-round draft pick quarterbacks. I could go back and just simply say the biggest one ever was Ryan Leaf. People don't remember what the hype was between Manning and Leaf back then. But, you know, when they took Leaf, and look how that turned out. And with Trubisky, again, some quarterbacks fit systems, some can't. And I don't think Trubisky was ever the kind of quarterback who was a fit for what Nagy, his wild white whale of a dream offense, would look like. And, you know, I look at Pace's, all his other actions and everything. You look at these late-round picks that have contributed. I, I still remember Darnell Mooney, when he was drafted and the first time interviewed, said how angry he was that he lasted to that round and thought he should have gone a lot earlier. I, I think he's proven to be correct. He's a great pick. And then you could say, okay, he gambled on some injured guys with Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, and now Tevin Jenkins. Yeah, but when you're picking late and when all the other blue-chip guys are off the board and you got a blue-chip guy sitting on the board, you're like, how do you resist that? It's, it's simple common sense. And his picks have been real good. I even look at this year as an example. I don't know what round it was, sixth or seventh round, but you look at that nose tackle, Tanya. The guy's been contributing all year with the absence of Eddie Goldman. Yep. Well, yeah, I mean, Dave, you know, the points you make are all good. Ryan has acquired some good talent. Uh, He probably has given away more draft picks than he needed to to do it. You know, at the end of the day, uh, in his seventh season, he's had he should have the equivalent of seven first round picks. Uh, Kevin White is is a medical reject and he's still in the league, by the way. But but but, you know, when a guy has three season ending injuries, his first three years in the league, that doesn't mean the GM made a mistake. That's just awful luck for the poor kid and for the GM. Then you come with Leonard Floyd, who was never bad with the Bears. He just never became the double-digit sack guy they wanted, and he played his way into a $64 million contract with the Los Angeles Rams. Obviously a pretty good football player. Next up is Mitch Trubisky, who, by the way, uh, I'm still not convinced isn't going to be a starting quarterback somewhere. We'll see what happens. Uh, Somebody's going to take a chance on him after this season. He's not going to stay a backup in Buffalo. Then you get to Roquan Smith. Then you've got to count Khalil Mack, who you got for those picks, and Justin Fields. 
You gonna tell me, Bears fans, that you don't like those picks? Uh, I mean, you know that that's that's just wrong. And then you look at his success on day three, as you talk about. Uh, Eddie Jackson's already been a first team All Pro. You got to remember. Uh, uh, obviously, we're all disappointed about where Tariq Cohn is at right now, but he's been a two-time Pro Bowler. Uh, you know, Bilal Nichols in the fifth round, Kyrus Tonga, as you mentioned, the seventh round. You got Khalil Herbert right now in the sixth round. Uh, and even some of the second and third round picks. I mean, James Daniels and Cody Whitehair are two really nice-looking second-round picks, as are Jalen Johnson and Cole Komet. So we can do this all night, you know, and, and they've had some very nice free agent acquisitions like Allen Robinson and Robert Quinn, and they've had some big misses like every team in the league. So, um, you know, Ryan Pace is certainly not at the top of the list of GMs in the NFL, but, uh, Dave, to your point, there, there's a case that can be made, you know, and it's up to George McCaskey to decide if that case is strong enough. Let's, uh, let's make a stop out in Schomburg and welcome Danny into the show. Danny, how you doing? Hey, Hub. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Thanks for calling. I just uh, have a quick question about the uh, game coming up Sunday against Arizona. Um, I saw Arizona, they're thinking about, uh, or they're planning on bringing back maybe Kyler Murray, and I think they were still questioning DeAndre Hopkins. Um, but, uh, of course, it's not, you know, they're probably, I mean, honestly, they're a significantly better team than the Bears are, so it's not much of a competition. Do you think there's any chance they might just rest them one more game? And if so, you think that might significantly increase or at all increase our chances of getting away win Sunday? Well, you know, I think the Cardinals right now are a better team than the Bears without Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Colt McCoy has played well at quarterback. Uh, you got to remember that they've got arguably the best wide receiver group in the league. In addition to DeAndre Hopkins, even if he doesn't go, you can run Christian Kirk and and, and uh, A.J. Green and, and the rookie Rondale Moore out there out of Purdue that a lot of Chicago folks loved. Uh, so I think the Cardinals would still be the favorite, maybe not quite as big a favorite. I think the Bears' defense and Robert Quinn in particular could do more against Colt McCoy than they may be able to do with Kyler Murray. But beyond that, more importantly, all my sources in Arizona, we've been checking with them all week, are telling me that they're ready to go. Uh, Murray and Hopkins are ready to go. And if they are, you want to get them back out there because you got to start your playoff push. you got to start getting your team ready to play its best football. So uh, I don't think there's any chance that they would rest them just to rest them. Um, and, and everything that we're hearing at this point sounds like they will be back. So uh, right now they're both listed as questionable uh, on, on the uh, injury report. They were both listed as limited participation this week in practice, but all indications are that, that both of them will go. So let's head up to Racine and see if Alex has uh, something he wants to talk about. Alex, thanks for dialing us up. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, Hub? Big Good, fan. Thank you. Thank you. Um, my question is about overtime rules. So if the team that is kicking does an onside kick and recovers the ball, does that count as the possession for the other team? And if they, if it did, could they just get a field goal on that possession and end the game? Um, you know, Alex, it's a great question, and and I'm I'm reasonably sure. The answer is yes, it does count as the possession, and yes, a field goal would end the game. Uh, but I, I do have to double-check that one because I'm working from memory on this, and, and I'm not positive of that. But but I believe the answer is yes. And, uh, you know, obviously the reason you don't do it is if you do not uh, recover the onside kick, 
you're making it awfully easy for the other team uh, not only to get a field goal to at least force you to score, but now you're only asking them to drive half the fo- actually less than half the football field to get the touchdown. So it is a tremendous risk to take unless you think you've got uh, a real sure thing of an onside kick planned. And again, I, I, I do need to double check, but but I think you're correct. I think that would be it'd be great if you pulled it off. But man, it is really gambling with a football game. Let's go to Milwaukee as long as we're in Wisconsin and get Jim on. Jim, how you doing tonight? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much Hub, for taking my call. Um, just, I have a couple of questions I've really wanted to ask you for a while, but before I, I just have to say in response to this a couple of our callers ago about uh, pace, I mean, pace and Nagy together have given us a 500 football team over the last couple of years. And if you want another 500 football team for four or five years, then just resign these guys. If you want to do better, I think they both have to go. And you can, you know, slice and dice these draft picks. But one that I will never get over is that Ryan Pace actually traded up, right, in that draft where he ended up taking Trubisky because he didn't want to get stuck with Patrick Mahomes. And I think that is just, frankly, unforgivable. I mean, the well, guy Jim, just can't Yeah, let, 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 let me correct how. one thing. I'm, I'm going to let you finish your comment. Let me correct one thing. It wasn't because he didn't want to get stuck with one of the others. It was because he believed Trubisky was the best of the three. I agree with you. And I said it the moment it happened. I was live on the radio. I said, I can't believe he did that. I said, I can't believe he took him over to Sean Watson because I had done my homework. And I know that that basically there were 20, uh, I'm trying to remember, there are 27 teams that definitely had Watson rated ahead of Mahomes and two more that had him pretty much a draw. There were only three teams that I found out from had Mahomes ahead of Watson. But the fact that he took Trubisky over uh, Watson to me was inexcusable. And, and so I, I know you had another point you want to make. I didn't mean to interrupt you. And, and so I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, but it wasn't because he was going to get stuck. It was because he just well, convinced he, himself. He, he could have taken. You have no, to admit, Jim, he could Jim, have taken Jim, Jim, this isn't semantics. We're talking about different things. It was because he thought Trubisky was the best. It wasn't because he was afraid of getting stuck right, here's one my, of the others. Yeah. But, but go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Here, here's what I call yeah. Uh, let's suppose you were drafting again, and you had a choice between Mac Jones and Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. In all candor, who would you have taken, first of yeah. all? And number two, the follow-up question is, um, you know, you said a minute ago or a while ago that, well, Fields should have sat, maybe learned under Dalton. I think that's right. I think that, you know, the idea, well, we're going to train a young quarterback when you're asking these other players to go out, maybe risk permanent injury, I just think that's wrong. I think it's immoral. Mm -hmm. I think you've got to try to win every game out of respect for the other team members. But the other question I wanted to ask you about Mac Jones is what is Belichick doing to make this kid so good? Well, Jim, I think it's a combination of two things. And I'm glad you brought up Belichick because first of all, Mac Jones is trying to become the fourth quarterback in the last, I believe it's 13 years to take a team to the playoffs as a rookie and win a playoff game. Okay. And and I'm not going to bother listing the other, I believe it's 27 uh, who've become starting quarterbacks in the last 13 years as rookies and never made it to a second contract with their team. Uh, You know, so the, the stats on this are overwhelming as to which one has a better chance of success just based on recent history. But beyond that, Everybody knew that Mac Jones was the most ready of the five first-round picks. It was all the conversation we had for three, four months leading up to it because of the way he was trained by Nick Saban and his staff at Alabama, because of um, the way he studied and learned the game, because of the unique, unique kind of player that he is. 
we knew he had the best chance of success. And when you look at his numbers and what he's doing, uh, there's nothing outrageously great about it. It's going to end up being very you know, complimentary, ironically, to Andy Dalton's rookie year when he took the Bengals to, to the playoffs but didn't win a playoff game, by the way. Um, and so my answer to your first question, Justin Fields or Mac Jones, I take Justin Fields seven days a week and twice on Sunday. It's not even a close call. I look at the ceilings on these two kids. What Justin Fields did in that second half against Pittsburgh, Mac Jones can't do. You're never going to see him do that. He doesn't have that kind of arm talent, that kind of athleticism, and we have every reason to believe that it's something that Justin Fields may be able to do on a regular basis once he's ready. The problem is that he's just not ready yet. So thank you for the call, Jim. We're going to squeeze one more in before the break. But, guys, don't worry about the break. we got a whole hour of phone calls, so I'm going to get right to you as soon as we get on the other side. First, before we go, let's talk to uh, Michael on the south side. Mike, how are you doing tonight? How you doing, Hub? I'm good, Mike. I uh, guess. All I wanted to say, now, before you just answered that last question, I was going to come on to say that I think you was biased against Jessica Fields because it. <clears throat> It seems like you blame the whole season on him because you say Andy Dunk would have won more games. But mm-hmm. as I say, I understand Jessica Field is a rookie and the first game with Cleveland, he don't, he don't know how to read defense and he takes he, uh, takes too long to hold the ball. But a coach would have put him in a better position. I don't I don't think all those sacks would have been on him. And I think Matt Nagy should have, you know, because he was a rookie, you know, play called it better for him around him to be better, in which Matt Nagy have not done that. Because of a rookie, you take some back. Well, Mike, uh, you know, just to be clear, and I think you, you said it, but I just want to amplify it, I'm not blaming anything on anybody. I, I mean, it's certainly not Justin Fields' fault the way the season has gone or that he's a rookie. I mean, you have to be a rookie before you can be a veteran. Uh, and I don't know how many different ways to say how much I love the kid and how good I think he's going to be. I'm frustrated because I don't think they're developing him the best way to have him have the best future for the longest period of time. As far as, you know, the situations he's been put in this year, uh, you know, smarter football minds than mine, uh, ex-players and commentators have said that there's different schemes that they could have run with Justin Fields. But, you know, if that's not the scheme you're teaching him to run, what are you accomplishing by doing it and putting him out on the field and doing that if you're trying to have him learn something else? So that that's where I just keep coming back to. This isn't a catch-22. There's nothing confusing about this. I think it was a binary choice, and, and I think they made the wrong choice. Uh, and everybody's paying for it right now. Um, so, you know, all we can do now is watch it continue to develop. Uh, I can't wait until... You know, I, I'm guessing it's going to be probably fairly early next season that we start to see who Justin Fields really is on a full-time basis, and I think he's going to be great, and I think it's exciting, and I think it's going to happen regardless of who the coach is because I think the kid's that good. So uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed and hope that I know what I'm talking about. All right, guys, uh, a quick break here, but Walter, Kelvin, Alex, Jim, Michael, Kelvin, again, everybody – we got two different Kelvins. That's it. Oh, no, it's Kelvin and Naperhill. I think we got the same Kelvin, but I'm going to get to you, buddy. Just give me a couple minutes here. We're going to pay a couple bills. You've got 670 to score the best all sports radio station in town, and we're back in just a moment. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.